0: The Hawks just extended their season, at least for another few games.
1: You know, the year's not over, so hopefully we can take this and continue to build on it. It's, you know, it's one game, but it was our game.
0: Welcome to the Hawks Report, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm your host, Lauren Williams, and we are coming to you not quite live from Miami, But uh, in my hotel room at about midnight after the Hawks just uh, crushed it against the Heat in the first playing game between the number seven seed and number eight seed. Of course, the Hawks came into the, the game as the number eight seed, but now they head to the playoffs as the number seven seed because they won and they're in. So, Daniel, they'll now be facing the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs, but We're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves with that. We want to make sure that we break down what happened in the game and talk about how the Hawks were able to pull this off. Now, before we get too far into that, we of course have to take a break and acknowledge our listeners. But if you guys are listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Okay, this is the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Welcome back to the Hawks Report, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score and the story behind Tuesday night's 116-105 to win by the Hawks over the Miami Heat comes down to drumroll. Okay, I'm sorry. That was my delirious midnight attempt at a drumroll, but it's rebounding. Daniel, the Hawks out rebounded the Miami Heat, a team that is known for crashing the glass. Can you believe it?
3: No, I can't. And they were excellent tonight. And that was the difference in the game, as you mentioned, not only with rebounding, but second chance opportunities and second chance points. Besides Bam Adebayo, the Heat really didn't have an answer. Uh, for any of the centers, Kevin Love is your basically your backup center, and he's not a guy that's really known for his rebounding. But between Clint Capella, between Onyeko Kongu, between Sadiq Bay, I can go all the way down the list and talk mm-hmm. about all the guys that made an impact rebounding. And and Quint Snyder mentioned it, they they wanted it more, and that was a yeah. huge part of it. They were locked in. Um, they were moving without the basketball and the rebounding really set the tone for the entire game and I was just really pleased with how the Hawks attacked in in many different ways but you said it rebounding was the absolute key for them winning Tuesday's ball game
0: absolutely and we talked about it ad nauseum in Tuesday's podcast leading up to the plane talking about how this team needed to match the, the physicality of the heat and I would say At some point, it looked like they were the more physical and more aggressive team. And I think that's also another reason that they, one, were able to crash the glass, but also just outmuscle the heat in almost every way, except for a little bit of a stretch there in the third quarter. But. The Hawks were just attacking on all cylinders, and I think the fact that Capella was able to kind of help set the tone, how many rebounds did he have, Daniel? Tell the people. Tell the people how many rebounds this man had.
3: Boy, you're putting me on the spot here because I wasn't ready for the actual step. Was it 21?
0: It was 21 rebounds. Now, that's a pretty big deal, in my opinion, especially for a guy like Capella who has topped the league in rebounding and... I think tonight could, you know, potentially put him, you know, over the stretch. Uh, the Hawks had a really, really cool stat about Capella and, you know, how much his rebounding uh, did make an impact on tonight's game. And he is one of five centers in the play-in since it began, you know, three years ago to have grabbed 21 rebounds. In a playing tournament, that's tied for the second most rebounds in a playing tournament game. He's tied with uh, Demontis Sabonis and Yusuf Nurkic, so some pretty some pretty good company there. But um, Daniel, I think I just the masterclass that they had on that front court that the Heat tried to attack the Hawks with. It just it was beautiful. They were not deterred from the physicality that Bam tried to throw their way or Jimmy Butler or Kevin Love, as you mentioned. The Heat did try to counter a little bit with Cody Zeller there in the second half when things weren't quite working out well with Kevin Love there. As you mentioned, he's not much of a rebounder. So, I mean, if the Hawks are forcing a team to to really try and make a huge adjustment in their rotation, that's a pretty... Pretty, pretty good indicator of just how dominant they were on the glass.
3: Yeah, and I think that's probably the most disorganized I've seen the Heat offensively in a very long time. They, I think, lacked focus at the beginning of the game. I just feel like Mm -hmm. I think they may have been a little shell-shocked by how the Hawks came out. And you talked about it with Michael. I even heard you on your 92.9 game appearance um, earlier on (laughs) Tuesday about setting the tone and being Mm -hmm. the team that punches first. And I think Mm -hmm. Atlanta did that so well that Miami had to try to adjust so many times with going to zone. I know Atlanta went to a zone a little bit, which Mm -hmm. I think threw off Miami just a tad. Miami was missing a ton of shots at the rim. And due to that, you talk about the rebounding, that was another crucial Mm -hmm. thing. It wasn't just offensive rebounds, but they were getting defensive rebounds too. And using that, getting in transition and getting easy buckets. Mm -hmm. And that is Quinn Snyder's identity to a T. he wants to get mm-hmm. out and run he wants to create open looks and the best way to do that is to get stops on the other end and they were doing that the entire night so credit to Quinn credit to this team they were locked in ready to go from the get-go and mm-hmm. it showed it, w- it was by far their best game of the year and the perfect time to do it is in a play-in game win or not go home but are win high. or play yeah. Friday the stakes are high and now you have a full three days off before you mm-hmm. go to Boston, a very tall task in facing Boston. But at the same <laughs> time, don't worry about the playing anymore. You're, you're, yeah. you're in the playoffs, and that is the first step in trying to get to where they want to be.
0: And I think the thing when we touch on the offense is just – you know it was pretty consistent for most of the game again minus that little stretch in the third quarter where the heat were trying to make a run they did end up cutting the that lead 73 to 68 with about uh what six something minutes left in the yeah. in the third quarter but the hawks did find a way to kind of put a stop to that which in in my opinion is it's kind of a the theme of the hawks recently in in these last few games even in the regular season you know, minus a couple of those losses there. But part of it is just the Hawks being able to withstand runs. And and here's what Quinn Snyder had to say about the Hawks withstanding the Heat's run on Tuesday night.
1: Tough physical game. You know, both teams competed. You know, I I was proud of the way our guys played, particularly, um, you know, when we took a punch. And I was... I'm still marvel at the fact that we, we think that a 20 point lead in the NBA is like something like really significant um, it's good but it, it, it doesn't you know it, it doesn't mean as much as we think it does sometimes so um, we knew that we had to keep playing and as I said we were able to take a punch and, and I think our team stayed together as much as anything through that time and uh, you know we were able to keep playing
0: and of course you know they don't want to celebrate this win too much yes we want them to celebrate the accomplishment that they've had but you know trey said it himself at the end of the game on tuesday that you know they don't want to celebrate this work or this win too long because they do still have work to do and work to accomplish which is boston beginning saturday but here's what what Trey had to say about making sure that they keep things into pers- in perspective
1: I mean it's cool we made the playoffs we've uh, a couple of us on our team I'm happy for guys like V guys like Sadiq who never been in the playoffs and um some of the other rookies and AJ and guys who this is their first time to be able to experience the playoffs but I mean for me I, I've been in the playoffs now three times and a couple of guys have been in way more than I have guys like Clint and um it's it's cool to be in the playoffs, but you want to win games in the playoffs. You don't want to just be here. So it's important for us to, to be locked in. You don't celebrate after a win like this. Obviously, you're, you're happy you won, but and you're happy you're in the playoffs. But, I mean, it's it's back to being focused on the next task.
0: Yeah, back to being focused on the next task, which is a pretty, pretty big one. You already talked about it yourself, a tall task. But I think what will help them continue to have the success that they had against the Heat. Obviously the Celtics are a very different team than the Heat, but it's just making sure that they continue to have balanced scoring all throughout the game. I mean, you look at the box score and you had at least four, or you had the four bench players, the bench mob in double digits. You, I mean, you had 7 of the the 9 people in that rotation in double figures with just John Collins and or excuse me Clint Capella and 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 DeAndre Hunter being the lone two who Didn't have double digit points, but obviously their contribute contributions uh, on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, Hunter uh, picking up Jimmy Butler on several occasions, having to switch on to Tyler Hero, trying to slow him down. Obviously, they had to try and slow Kyle Lowry down, which is kind of funny to think about with all the jokes that you think of when it comes to Kyle Lowry, but that man was firing in all cylinders. He was six of eight from three. So the Hawks needed to make that adjustment and and they, they, they did their best. I mean, it stopped the run and, and Lowry ended the night with 33 points. So you you just want to make sure that you're seeing that balance all over the floor, not just on the offensive end as exactly, you know, I'm sorry, again, delirious, (laughs) Um, not just on the office offensive end, of course, but, you want to make sure that you're seeing that that balance on the defensive end. And I think when you look at what the bench has been able to do when they come in and they, they provide that huge just burst of energy, it it's unbelievable. I mean, of course, a lot of that is led by uh, Jalen Johnson, who has been really coming into his own under the guidance of Quinn Snyder. And then also Onyeka Kongo who continues again to be a monster on the glass. We see him picking up guys on the perimeter and, um, you know, getting back in time to protect the rim still. I mean, it's just, again, we're seeing these guys just continue to develop before our eyes. But I think the biggest thing that was, you know, really nice to see was Sadiq. I I know he still, Sadiq Bey, I know he still kind of has some room to grow on the defensive end. But Daniel, when you watch what he's been able to do, um, particularly starting when they put him in the starting lineup um, against the Mavericks and, and the defense he was able to have against Luka and how that's just kind of carried over over these last four or so games, just what has impressed you about his growth, Sadiq's growth on the defensive end?
3: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is you mentioned that sometimes it's not the greatest, but Mm -hmm. when he's on and locked in, he's on. And he could be a a huge three and D defender that the Hawks definitely need. You know, you have one DeAndre Hunter, but it's certainly nice to have another one and another guy that can shoot the ball as well. I don't know what it was about. I know he didn't connect on a, a ton of threes. He was three for nine. But mm-hmm. and I know you wanted to ask about the defense, but the fact that they left him open so much in that left corner, I don't understand how he they were able. To, yeah, he was able to get so many open shots there. If only knocked down a few more. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, yeah, I think again tonight the rebounding certainly helped in the in the defensive presence with six rebounds. But mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that you can put him on one of the main guys and you're going to need that against Boston between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown mm-hmm. and Marcus Smart. I mean, you go through the list of the offensive weapons they have. You're going to have to rely on a guy like Sadiq Bey to really come through. And and so you mentioned just being able to get in front of guys and can stay mm-hmm. with them, contest shots. That's the biggest thing you need from him and the rebounding as well. So, yeah, if you can get that Sadiq Bey in the playoffs against Boston. Again, if they played like this, you mentioned the balance, and I completely agree. When you shoot 10 of 41 from three, but you played the way you played defensively, it kind of counters... What you were able to All do right, offensively. Yeah. If you are struggling from a, a certain part of your your game, which was the three pointer tonight, but you play defense like that, mm-hmm. you'll be able to hang in there and and not only win, but you know did what you did tonight or Tuesday against Miami. So, yeah, sadiq is going to be a, a huge factor. All those bench guys are going to be a huge factor, like they were tonight. <laughs> they were a huge catalyst in the big run that they had in the first half, and and Akongwu with the four blocks. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I was watching TNT that he led all bench players with blocks in the regular mm-hmm. season. Uh, just very impressive. It gives these guys confidence. Jalen Johnson, one of those as well. Again, an all-around impressive performance. So nice to see that. And and you mentioned Bay. I mean, that defense mm-hmm. uh, can really be there if it is consistent. Um, this is going to be a fun series between the Hawks and the Celtics.
0: And I think one of the things that you know gives me. A little bit more confidence about this team is how much Quinn Snyder can trust these guys when you have John Collins and DeAndre Hunter running into foul trouble. You know, DeAndre only played 23 minutes in Tuesday's matchup against the Heat. He kept running into foul issues when when guarding Jimmy Butler just because of how Butler tends to play, how he initiates contact and gets the benefit of the whistle, and so... You know, going into Boston, he's going to have to play a lot smarter, of course. But um, back to the original point, it just shows that, you know, the fact that Sadiq was able to hang with guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and, you know, that core group of, of players who finished out um, that, that, that the game against um, the Hawks. I'm sorry. You know, it, it just again, it, it, it bodes well for the confidence that Quinn has in these young guys.
3: Yeah, and it, it certainly, um, look, from what I heard uh, listening to the pregame show earlier today, it just seemed like they were locked in from the get-go. They said mm-hmm. they had a really great shoot-around. The guys were kind of, not loose, but they were they were locked in, but they, were, they had a good vibe going. And I think that was mm-hmm. important for them that, you know, at this point in the season, it's important to click on all cylinders when it comes to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and especially in a game like this where it is – so important for you to win this game and not have to worry about playing on Friday. It was just an all around Quinn, what his strategy was tonight. And he was an X factor. You know, you talk mm-hmm. about the players and what they're able to do. Quinn's approach and what he's trying to do offensively with getting out and running and creating open spaces and and, and open floors. And he credited the players for, for executing. And DeJounte Murray talked about how. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's a lot to take in, but at the same time, it's it's our jobs to really take care of business and and, and follow his lead, and, and they're following mm-hmm. his lead, and the attention to detail that Quinn has, it, it's certainly showing. Look, it takes a while. I mean, he only had 21 mm-hmm. regular season games to kind of, you know, install some of his stuff that he wanted to do, and he's not going to be able to install everything, but the fact that he was able to kind of put together a pretty solid game plan against a team that has had the Hawks number for the last couple of years really showed why Quinn Snyder is the guy here in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, Mike Conti of, of 929 had a really good stat regarding the Hawks and you know the multitude of names that have uh, graced that arena, but he said that you know this was the first time that the Hawks have beaten the Heat in Miami since March 2nd of 2021. They snapped a seven-game losing streak. Which is pretty, um, pretty, belie- like just remarkable with with where this team was when they faced Miami back in March. I think we saw the capability that they could do this, but now, again, we're we're starting to see a little bit more of that consistency. I mean, the the bad habits are still there. Don't get us wrong, but we're seeing a little bit more consistency from this team, and it, it's re- resulting in really good things and. You alluded to it a little bit, um, Daniel, about the the pregame show, mentioning how locked in this team was. DeJounte Murray echoed that exactly postgame, and here's what he had to say about this team's focus coming into Tuesday's game.
1: We came out, and I feel like just on the plane right here, uh, we've seen everybody locked in. uh, No BS, all the way to shoot around. You know, guys was inside. Uh, Like I said, shoot around was great. And then it led to pregame and just the execution and attention to detail to everything. Uh, And coaches was throwing us a lot. But at the end of the day, you know, this is our job. So, you know, you got to take it all in and and go out and execute it. And we went and did that. You know, this win feels really great. Not only, you know, that we're going to the playoffs through all the drama and BS this whole season, but uh, the fact that we – controlled the game together, you know, uh, for the whole 48 minutes.
0: So I think, again, back to your point, the fact that this team has completely bought into what Quinn Snyder is selling, it's just going to continue, you know, giving them good things as they continue to form their identity. And I think opposing teams are starting to see it. Eric Spolstra, the Heat's head coach, had some really great words to say about identifying what this Hawks team is, and he pointed to the fact that they are a team that will crash the offensive glass.
4: Five minutes of the second quarter on through the second half, we just were not able to, to um, you know, come up with uh, you know those finishing rebounds, um, and it was kind of a a mix, um, a highlight film <laughs> gone bad. Of either missed blockouts, uh, bobbled balls, uh, tip balls, um, you know, or two guys there, and they were able to just come up with the rebound. And if they did come up with the rebound, they also uh, were able to turn those into scores. Um, you know, much many of those momentum-breaking you know scores. So you do have to give them credit. I, I think Quinn has done a, a, a real good job of just creating an identity for that team. Uh, you know, they're different just in terms of how they. Uh, really, try to crash and get second opportunities
0: so again, Boston of course will have to i'm sure will come with adjustments on on how to do things like boxing Clint capella out, boxing, onyeka Kongu out. they have some really, really big guys in Robert Williams, as well as Al Horford. So the Hawks are going to have to continue finding ways to make sure that some of those smaller guys, the Sadiqs, the the Hunters, the even Trey Youngs, the the Jonte Murrays are attacking the glass and they have that gang rebounding mentality because I'm sure Boston's going to be deploying a lot of energy to trying to limit Clint after uh, his 21 point, or sorry, 21 rebounding night. And I think you know, Quinn was really funny when I asked about it post-game. I, you know, I was like, oh, he didn't have, you know, the offensive night that, you know, we might be used to seeing with with the points. And he was like, I haven't even looked at the stat sheet yet. Didn't he have, like, eight offensive rebounds? I would call that offense. So we should hear what Quinn said himself about Capella's rebounding as opposed to me paraphrasing. So here's what he had to say.
1: I hadn't really looked at the stat sheet, but I think he had, like, nine offensive rebounds. Is that so we're going to call that offense, and, and say that he had a, you know he, he had an impactful night and on both ends of the floor. To your point, it's, it's exactly right. And you can impact the game a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's passing, sometimes it's rebounding, screening, whatever it is. And he's a selfless player, you know. And and you know, Quinn's one of those guys that you, you appreciate having as a teammate. Um, and those are the things that he's done. And you know, I think our guys do appreciate
0: him. So. We're seeing some good things out of the Hawks team, especially because it's resulted in a playoff berth. So, we'll do a quick, quick, very quick preview of what's to come for the Hawks in the next round of the postseason. Before that, we're going to take a break. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution Ocean
2: Breeze, Tropical Beach.
0: An air freshener can make your car smell like
2: paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm going to take this time to thank everyone who has subscribed to the AJC as well as the AJC.com. You guys are what make all of these trips, following the team, and covering the team possible. If you haven't joined our community yet, we do have a special deal available right now for listeners to this podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's all of our stories on AJC, our e-paper, our newsletters, including Bradley's Buzz from our legendary columnist, Mark Bradley. That's just 99 cents for the next three months. And you can take advantage of this offer by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to the Hawks Report. Daniel, the Hawks have their first playoff game on Saturday. It will be an afternoon game at 3.30, starting off in Boston. They'll be there for two games before coming back to Atlanta for two games. And if needed, then it will alternate between the two cities. So when you think about the Celtics, what should the Hawks kind of worry about, you think?
3: Where to begin? I mean, this is a Celtics team that is obviously one of the better teams in the NBA, a team that could easily go to the finals and win the finals if they can stay healthy and stay consistent. Um, it's it's stopping the two-headed monster of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum averaging 30 points per game this season. He's certainly been a, a huge lift for the Celtics squad, Jalen Brown, um, but one of those guys too that can really carry this team, and I think... The difference is gonna be, and you mentioned, and it's a great point, the bigs down low. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams and Al Horford are certainly gonna be a handful for guys like mm-hmm. Clint Capella and Yuka Konglu, and it's gonna take guys like City Bay to help with rebounding. It's not gonna be as I wouldn't say it was easy tonight, but they they did the work in order for it to make it look like it was easy out rebounding mm-hmm. Miami sixty-three to thirty-nine. So they're just a really balanced team. They do it on both ends of the floor. Marcus Smart, um, one of the better defensive players in the league. They have some depth in the bench. We saw what Pritchard could do um, in Sunday's game. That really didn't matter for both sides, but how well he was able to shoot. Hauser shot well too. I'm not sure how deep they will mm-hmm. go in the rotation, um, like they did on on Sunday. Based on you know the Hawks went nine deep tonight, and I, I feel or Tuesday, and I feel like it's probably going to be the same again come Sunday or Saturday against Boston. So yeah this is really tough they lost all three games against Boston in the regular season but you have to throw all that away I know Boston's going to be the heavy favorite but I think Trey made a great point when talking about this after the game it's for guys that haven't been in this situation before like Vit, Sadiq Bay, Akongo Congo was there last year but at the same time mm-hmm. you know it's another opportunity for them to grow as players mm-hmm. and, and kind of get a feel and get a taste for the playoffs and so We talk about Quinn Snyder and only being here for 20 now, two games. This is the stuff Mm -hmm. that's going to help them build for next year. Are you you expecting them to come out of this best of seven upsetting Boston? No. Can they make it a series? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So for me, it's what growth can you take away from game one of the series to whenever the series ends. And if they go out on an upset, wow, that's awesome. But if not... To just end the note, see end the season on a high note and see the potential of this team with some of the young talent that they have. I think that's what I'm going to be looking for in this series against Boston.
0: For sure, I just want to say, Daniel, that you are speaking Quinn Snyder's language right now. He said so many times over the the course of his tenure, short tenure here so far, that you know where this team is right now is that they're just looking to continue finding ways to be the best versions of themselves by the end of the season, whenever whenever that is. And so obviously there are a lot of different ways that you can look at growth that may not necessarily show up in in the win column. And of course this Hawks team is not looking for, for just moral victories, but as you just pointed out, it's still uh, an indicator of where some of these young pieces are for the future. It's an indicator of where you know this connection that the team has been searching for is, and, and what it needs to do to address it um, moving forward. Whether that means we see some changes to the roster, um, whether that means you know they have some kind of off season meeting of some sort where they discuss how to address their connection or sometimes lack thereof, it'll tell a lot about this team, and and so. Uh, Boston is, as you've said before, at the top of the show, Boston is a tall task that the Hawks will have to take care of if, if they if they want to proceed through the next round of the playoffs. But I, I think we're seeing some of the Hawks' best basketball as of late, especially considering how things ended on Tuesday night with a win. So even if the Hawks can get one of the games against the Celtics, I think that's still a pretty good indicator of what Quinn Snyder has been able to accomplish with this roster in such a short amount of time. But yeah, you said it best. You outlined all the things that they'll have to think about as they're moving forward. And um, here's what Quinn even had to say about just making sure that you know this team does celebrate a little, but they don't celebrate too much and, and they comp- continue to compete throughout the season.
1: I wouldn't say celebrate, I would say appreciate, and really appreciate how we played, but I, I think part of that is building on it, you know, and so whether you're, uh, you know, wh- whatever the, the myriad emotions there are, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling good, but I also think part of that is, you know, we've got to understand that whatever that feeling is, it doesn't mean a lot come this weekend.
0: Before you know it, it's going to be Saturday and we'll have an episode of the hawks report for you guys on sunday breaking down the game again just so you know you guys know we're going to have a lot of content for you guys however long the hawks are in the playoffs we'll be talking about you know the hawks after every single playoff game so buckle up you're going to be hearing a lot of our voices moving forward as well as some guests when we can get them on the show but until then thank you for listening and this is the hawks report from the atlanta journal constitution
2: ocean breeze tropical beach pina colada you can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise or better yet